Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week begins live right here on Football Full Circle on the SportsGrid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Alongside the mastermind of the pigskin, he is Joe Lisi. The NFL Week 1 slate, Joe. The first full Sunday slate of the NFL regular season here in 2022 did not disappoint. Some chaotic early games in that early window yesterday. But if there was a small disappointment, Joe, It was that nightcap last night, as you just heard from Tom Brady, the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs go on the road in the star, Joe, and get a victory 19-3, easily covering as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But 19-3, the final score. 15 points in the first half, all coming from a field goal, Joe, and this game going well below its closing total at 49-and-a-half. Yeah, and obviously the bigger news with Dak Prescott needing hand yep. surgery. How does that affect, obviously, the NFC East market? We saw Jalen Hurts step up with a dynamic performance, get a three-point win over Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. How about those New York Giants? Brian Dable rolling the dice and rolling sevens out in Nashville, winning that ball game 21-20. to What a week of NFL action. I mean, some new contenders. Maybe the Dolphins are for real. We'll have to see how that plays out. Maybe just maybe Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are for real but how about those kickers Ben I mean how many missed field goals and extra points did we see yesterday gotta get better in week number two We saw a ton of missed field goals in very crucial moments. Joe, let's focus first on that injury news that you updated with us right here. Dak Prescott in the overnight hours following Sunday night football in a disappointing offensive performance from the Cowboys. We got the news that Dak Prescott in that injured right throwing hand, that thumb specifically, would sideline Dak for quite some time. He is scheduled to have surgery, Joe, today on that injured right thumb and the timetable has already been set at best six to eight weeks. So Dak Prescott, Joe, already sidelined. How does this change the outlook for the Dallas Cowboys the rest of the way? Oh, it changes it dramatically. And we saw Russell Wilson with the finger injury last year return early for Seattle. Couldn't get them over the hump in terms of leading the Seahawks to a potential wild card. This is definitely going to affect, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. Even with Dak in there, he was ineffective. Couldn't hit his receivers over the top. C.D. Lamb, non-factor. Noah Brown came on when Cooper Rush obviously did and had mop-up duty. Cooper Rush is a complimentary backup. He's so adequate, but he's not going to get you 
to a wild card or a division title this year. What do they do? How do they transform this offense with no speed on the perimeter, right? I mean, Gallup's injured. There is absolutely no speed on the perimeter for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you're expecting Tony Pollard to be a blocking back, to see how good last night did. I mean, the rest of the way couldn't block anybody in terms of the passing game. So they have some question marks. We're going to have to see, do they make a call to Jimmy Garoppolo or trade for Jimmy G at this point or maybe get somebody else under center like Cam Newton, I heard. I personally wouldn't take Cam, but if somehow, Mm. some way you could get Jimmy G, maybe he could take you to the promised land. It will be very interesting to see, Joe, what Dallas does from here. Six to eight weeks already, Joe. The outlook for this season for Dallas has very quickly changed. And Dallas moved back in the market, Joe, entering week number one last night. The Eagles moved up. They became the favorites in the NFC East. They were tied with the Cowboys, Joe, for the fourth best, or excuse me, the fifth best odds to win the NFC championship at 10-1 to in the preseason. Now the Dallas Cowboys 26 to 1, Joe. The ninth best odds in the NFC. $16 of movement, Lisi, based, of course, not just on one loss, but how the season has already drastically changed for the Cowboys. And how good was Mike McCarthy last night? He was absolutely atrocious. I mean, that's what you're mm. paying all that money for. How about you're down 19 to 3, Ben, with about seven minutes left? He's on the 46 yard line. He punts. He laid up last night. I, I just don't understand. Kelly Moore, horrible game plan. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They need to think outside the box and really coach this team up because they looked absolutely just walking through the motions from an offensive perspective. Defense looked great. What Micah Parsons, for the most part, need to get better in run support, but right now, they're not a contender in any capacity. I think right here, after one week, I would say the New York Giants are are, a better contender right here, right now, than Dallas Cowboys. And when you look at those divisional odds now in the NFC East, Joe, you're not wrong. The Giants are better priced than the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has the longest odds now. We're talking about the reigning divisional champions. And yes, the NFC East can be quite wacky, as we have seen. But the reigning divisional champs now have the longest odds to win that divisional title at plus 500. The Giants, Joe, 10 cents ahead at plus 490. The Commanders are at 4-1. to And the Eagles are the odds-on favorites. At minus 130. Joe, we're talking about three of those four teams all getting a win yesterday, except for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll continue going around the National Football League, recapping week number one in that Sunday slate. Up next here on Football Full Circle. So much to get to. Football is back. We break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back on Football Full Circle, live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Let's continue to recap week number one of the NFL season, that full Sunday slate. And, Joe, we saw underdogs bark in a big way yesterday, not just covering margins, Lisi, but winning outright. You highlighted the New York Giants. Let's start there. On the road in Nashville in that late afternoon window, the Giants battle back against the top seed in the AFC a season ago in Tennessee. And Brian Dable, in his first game, Joe, as the Giants head coach, says enough of convention. We're going to win this thing outright. They go for two. Saquon Barkley breaks off the tackle of a Titans defender, finds his way across the pylon for the winning score for the New York Giants. All part, Joe, of a huge debut for Dayball and a huge, huge game for Saquon Barkley. Great to see him back and healthy. Oh, 100%. I mean, he showcased why he was a, a top uh, draft pick a few years ago for the New York Giants. The breakaway speed, the vision, the ability to break tackles. He's back to looks like 100% from where he was a few years ago. No hesitancy at the line of scrimmage. He's taking on tacklers, and that's huge for the New York Giants. If you're backing this team in terms of a wild card in, or in terms of getting over their win total of 6.5-7 at the start of the year, the biggest thing for me is the halftime adjustments. They go Go in to the half. They're trailing. Brian Dable recognizes what they need to do differently. They devise a game plan around that. They're consistent. Daniel Jones almost cost them the game with a critical interception in the end zone. They regroup, overcome adversity. And I have to be honest, that defense wasn't that bad against Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill last night. Even though they gave up the field goal attempt, they buckled down and got the victory. This team could be potentially a very tough out in contention in terms of the division games, Washington and Philadelphia, respectively. So we'll see how it plays out. Great first win for Brian Dable and the crew. Huge first win, winning outright as a five-and-a-half-point road underdog yesterday in Nashville against those Titans. And a huge day, Lisi, like you mentioned, for Saquon Barkley. Again, you have to feel good if you're a Giants fan, seeing a healthy Saquon in the way that he can move around the field, how dynamic he can be. The most percentage of snaps for any running back in the National Football League yesterday, Joe, 18 carries, 164 yards, a rushing score, also had six grabs for 30 yards actively involved in every process of that new Brian Dayball offense and we saw it on full display. A big win for the Giants. Joe, we also saw the largest spreads of yesterday. Seven and a half points. One in favor of the Bengals at home in Cincy against the Steelers. The other one in favor of the Colts on the road in Houston. And both teams, Joe, failed to cover those spreads. The Colts don't lose outright. They tie against the Texans. The Bengals do lose outright in a wild overtime game against those Steelers, Pittsburgh starts off the year 1-0. 
Yeah, great job by Mitch Trubisky, right? He finds Najee Harris. They they jump up 17-3 to on Joe Burrow and the crew, but Joe Burrow leads the comeback, right? 2020 yep. has the potential to pull the ball game out in overtime, but somehow, some way, Pittsburgh does prevail, and that's a, a testament to Mike Tomlin. As an underdog, he's always lights out. New quarterback, a lot of moving parts, but somehow, some way, they have regrouped. I thought they were much better in run support in the game number one. We have to see how it progresses, but this team is going to be a, a tough out. Again, Mitchell Trubisky proved to be the right decision. He's more mobile than Ben was, could get and push the ball down the field. Now we have to see how it plays out in you know the, the month of September. Can he be 4-0 or 5-0? Then you're playing with house money. On the flip side, I think it's the same old Indianapolis Colts. I don't think the defense is legit. Iberflus has moved on to Chicago. Frank Reich, I think he's a pedestrian head coach. Coaches down to the level of competition. And you know what? That was a more gutty effort at a Houston with less parts than Indianapolis. I'm selling Indy the rest of the way, still buying into Tennessee to win the division. It's very interesting, Joe, when you think about that AFC South division because no team recorded a win yesterday. Four teams in the division, Joe, two played each other and not a single win for the AFC South to start off the 2022 NFL regular season. The Texans and the Colts tie. The Titans lose at home as a five-and-a-half point favorite and the Jacksonville Jaguars. See the Washington Commanders come back late. Hello to Jahan Dotson. Now tied is Jahan Dotson for that Offensive Rookie of the Year as the Commanders storm back, led by Carson Wentz in a classic Carson Wentz game where you have some good with some bad with some ugly, yet the Commanders get a victory. So, Joe, because of that, because of no team winning in the AFC South, the Colts were still those odds-on favorites at minus 140, but they didn't really improve on anything yesterday. Dating back to last season, Lisey, Indianapolis now in three consecutive games has been a 7.5-point favorite or higher, and they have have lost or tied those games outright. They have not won even outright a single game in their last three. They've been booked as a touchdown favorite or more. Incredibly disappointing. And that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game was awesome. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense looks great. They sacked Joe Burrow seven times. They turned Cincinnati over five times, including four interceptions off the right arm of Joe Burrow. But with some good Lisi comes some bad. T.J. Watt injured late in that game. You could see him on camera mouthing, I think I tore my peck. They are fearing the worst in Pittsburgh. We await the actual diagnosis sometime early this week. Yeah, going to be a big blow to that defense, the emotional leader, right? He's the, the the glue that holds everything together. Without T.J. Watt, he's always around the football. That's the biggest thing. Uh, turnover, T.J. Watt. Sack, T.J. Watt. How do they regroup from this part moving forward? I thought it was a great week one effort. Now they have to maintain consistency. I think the running game is going to have to take over if you want to preserve that defense. The biggest thing is you can't get into shootouts each and every week where you're playing up-tempo offenses and you're scoring in a minute, minute and 30 seconds. At some point, if you want to win ball games and think big picture, you need the running game to come alive with Najee Harris and the consistency of the offensive line. So we'll see how it plays out the rest of the regular season and more importantly in the next four or five games because then we can get a gauge as to where Pittsburgh is from a long-term assessment. 
And that will be the interesting part of this all. In that AFC North division, the Steelers still have the longest odds, but they were plus 950 before the year. It's 5-1 to one right now. The Baltimore Ravens hold serve on the road, Lisi, as a 6.5 point favorite against the Jets. Lamar looks pretty good in his first game, playing now for a new contract. And the Ravens have their odds as the favorites to win the AFC North improve from plus 145 before the year got started now to plus 115. Rounding out the AFC North, it was the Cleveland Browns and the right leg of Cade York, Joe, the rookie out of LSU, bombing a 58-yarder for Cleveland to win late in that Baker Bowl. The rematch against their former quarterback in Baker Mayfield. The Browns, who were up big in that game, Joe, see the Panthers come back, but they hold on for the win, and it was the Browns, Lisey, that ended up being booked as a point-and-a-half underdog on the road. Yeah, that gutty effort, right? They lead you to come from behind, winning LSU kickers in a clutch. K. York thought he was in Gainesville, nailing a 54-yarder to win the yep. game over Kyle Trask and the crew. Amazing game. They stepped up. Miles Garrett got a huge sack on, on obviously, Baker Mayfield. This team, if they run the football and play solid defense, they're going to be there. Still have question marks, though, about set, but we'll see how it plays out for the dog pound and Stefanski. And that will be the key, though, for Cleveland moving forward. As we continue to go around the National Football League, Joe, we'll hit on a couple of other underdogs that had a big day yesterday. And some favorites that reminded us as well, they're still here at the top of the class. And then we'll look at Monday Night Football, a reunion of sorts in Seattle tonight. Russell Wilson, now the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, against his former team, the Seattle Seahawks. We'll do all of that up next here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio. One more big segment all around the National Football League and then of course we have to react to the weekend that was week number two in the chaos in college football including a new head man needed in Lincoln, Nebraska. We do that next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
see part of the chaos that was week number one of the National Football League Sunday slate. It was wild yesterday, Joe Lisi, including that Steelers-Bengals game where since he scored with two seconds left, a six-yard TD pass from Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. The game was over. Evan McPherson, Money Mac, as he was known, was going to come on and kick the extra point. Ball game. See you later. Except it was blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a huge day, including a pick six against the Bengals, and the Steelers went outright on the road as a seven and a half point underdog. We also saw some big dogs yesterday win outright. We've talked about a few of them. We also need to mention the Chicago Bears in a monsoon at Soldier Field in the Windy City. The Bears beat the Niners, Joe, outright 19-10. to Chicago was booked as a six and a half point home underdog. A total that came all the way down to 37 and a half stays under. And Joe, it was Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. All of the optimism with Lance and the Niners seeing how talented that roster was, but it's Justin Fields and the Bears that get the last laugh and go slip sliding into a 1-0 record. Yeah, great game and great game plan for Chicago, understanding the elements, right? And I understand that Justin Fields started a whole season last year, but at the end of the day, San Francisco reached up and grabbed Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Number three, they had to have him. They had to have Trey Lance. He was better than anybody, right? The projections and the upside and this and that, and now he's the starter. Didn't step up and week number one. And more importantly, Ben, not just the weapons around them. We know that San Francisco has elite weapons around around Trey Lance for his success. Chicago has nothing. And with those elements yesterday, right, the game plan you would have to think would favor San Francisco significantly with the ground and pound and the physicality of the offensive line. And Chicago's defense shut them down, made them one-dimensional in the second half, and Fields made a big throw when he had to, blown coverage or not. It didn't matter. He won the game. And you know what? I'm saying it, and you said it before, I think Trey uh, Trey Lance will play down to the level of competition. He won't get the team to the playoffs, while Justin Fields will prove he was deserving of at least the number two overall pick in last year's draft. Imagine taking Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Could not be me and could not be Joe Lisi. And listen, statistically yesterday, you look at Justin Fields' box score, nothing is going to stand out. 8 of 17, 121 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He was sacked twice as well. But he made the plays when it mattered, including, as Lisi said, the long touchdown pass to Dante Pettis, the former second-round draft pick by the Niners, on a broken play where he rolls out to his left throws back across the field, and there's a wide-open Dante Pettis for the score. And, Lisi, the Niners did run the football in total for 176 yards. Trey Lance was the leading rusher, 13 rushes for 54 yards. Debo Samuel, though, Joe, eight carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. He looked good on the ground. But Debo's whole point of consternation was, I'm not a damn running back, Kyle Shanahan. I'm a wide receiver. Eight carries yesterday for Debo Samuel, but he only received... Two receptions. Only had two grabs yesterday for 14 yards. Was targeted eight times, but just two grabs. It's a very interesting offensive scheme, and we know the Niners have so much talent, Joe, but it was yesterday the Bears getting the better of San Francisco, and it was a disappointing day, Lisi. Really, weekend number one in the NFC West. The Rams lost as a home underdog, the Cardinals lost as a home underdog, and the Niners lose outright as a big six-and-a-half-point home favorite in Chicago.
Yeah, and think about last year. And the reason why I bring up last year is remember the early season game against the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz? It was an absolute monsoon in that ball game in San Francisco. And Debo Samuel caught about 100 yards through the air from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he had a touchdown reception as well. So you can't say it was the elements, right? They did not open up the offense and put it in Trey Lance's hands because, one, I don't think they were confident. He threw 28 times. It was short to intermediate throws, and he didn't know where to go with the football. That's the bottom line. And in a a game like that, where you're running Debo Samuel on a a wet track in between the tackles like that, guess what? He's going to get hurt in those type of elements. Uh, uh, A dry track, no problem. You utilize your running backs that you have on the roster. You don't put Debo at risk in terms of eight carries in those type of assessments. Utilize Elijah Mitchell. Utilize those other running backs that you have on the roster. Not Debo in that type of situation. Put him on the perimeter and make him make explosive plays. Yep, and we didn't see that yesterday from the Niners, and they lose again outright as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I mentioned, Lisey, the Cardinals losing as a five-and-a-half-point home underdog, not even coming close to covering that number. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are here to remind us that until proven otherwise, they are still the top dogs, at least in the AFC West, Joe. 44-21 the final on the road in Arizona yesterday for the Chiefs, easily covering as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Joe, and that 53.5 total for the game, which was the largest of week number one, KC almost goes over that by themselves, Lisi, because Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns. He is so good. I mean, I watched every stitch of that game, Ben. I was dead wrong in terms of the breakdown. I thought uh, the Arizona Cardinals would play as well as a home dog. They were absolutely uh, a deer in the headlights in that ball game. Kyler Murray was ineffective. He didn't know where he wanted to go with the football. I will say Travis Kelsey, he got to cover the guy. They put him out on the flank. They put him out in the slot. He was catching passes like I've never yep. seen. Maybe they won't miss Tyreek Hill. Only time will tell. As they go through the division, they play Play teams like Las Vegas, uh, LA, and obviously Denver. We want, we have to see how it plays out. Now Arizona, they didn't have their big play pass rusher, right? Chandler Jones. He's now with the Raiders. I think that affected the defensive game plan as well. But this offense for Cliff Kingsbury needs a jolt and a spark. They're not getting it done. They're playing status quo. And I gotta be honest with you, the way they played yesterday, they're not gonna make the playoffs this season. Oh, I would agree with that, though. I never thought the Cardinals were going to make the postseason because I wasn't very optimistic about the Cardinals this year, especially without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks of this year because there was noted and considerable drop-off, Lacey, from last season when DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt and what that production looks like for Arizona's offense and their overall record, losing four of their final five games to give up the top spot in the NFC West. And then we saw the lackluster postseason performance from Kyler Murray and the Cardinals on the road in Los Angeles. Joe, as we focus on the AFC West here, the Chiefs remind us, hey, that as things change, even though Tyreek Hill's not here in this offense, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey still very much there. Clyde edwards Lair, two receiving touchdowns as well. The Chiefs are going to be just fine. But in the AFC West snapshot, Joe, we also saw the Chargers and the Raiders yesterday. LA, a three and a half point home favorite. And although Vegas makes it interesting down the stretch, Lisi, an opportunity late in the fourth quarter for a go-ahead game-winning drive, they are unable to do so. Derek Carr sacked five times, throws three interceptions, and the Chargers cover as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite, winning 24-19. to 
Yeah, and the secondary for Las Vegas got abused, right? Justin Herbert abused them over the top with three touchdowns, over 270 yards passing, and how he located a multitude of wide receivers, right? It wasn't just Keenan Allen. It was Austin Eckler and those other receivers, you know, in terms of uh, uh, McKitsey. I can't even see. McKitty got two for 24 in that ballgame. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the biggest thing is that, you know, when you're watching the ballgame last night, he he spread he spread the football around to a number of different receivers. They ran the football early with Las Vegas did and Josh Jacobs. I think they should have stayed with the running game. They didn't do that. They fell behind by 13 and then made it close, cutting it to, to five points. But in the end, I mean, if you're going to rely solely on Devontae Adams to carry this team, you need to have a little bit more balance. I thought the defense from a front seven perspective played well, but the secondary needs to get better if Las Vegas is going to get over the eight and a half and challenge LA this year. Devontae over a buck 40. We had Justin Herbert look very, very impressive. 26 of 34, 279 through the air, three passing touchdowns. Keenan Allen had a huge first half, but left the game early with a hamstring issue. We'll monitor that update as we continue to go. So, Lisey, we talked about the NFC West and the AFC West. The Chiefs remain the favorites, but the Chargers closing in slightly under $2 now. It's plus 155, the price on the Chiefs. It's plus 195, that price on the Chargers. The Broncos have the third best odds, plus 270. It's the Broncos on the road tonight, Lisey, in Seattle as a six and a half point favorite against the Seahawks. The storyline is Russell Wilson against his former team. The line is six and a half in favor of Denver with a total, Joe, at 43 and a half. What's your approach to Monday Night Football? Yeah, I'm taking the underdog. I haven't backed away. I've loved Seattle from the offseason, and I think they win the ball game outright. I'm on Rashad Penny is over 67.5 and 69.5 rush yards, respectively, and I'm over, obviously, DK Metcalf, 57.5 receiving. I think they're going to step up in a big way. I think the coaching matchup does play into this ball game. Hackett, a first-year head coach, and Pete Carroll, the widely veteran we saw. Now, first-year head coaches step up, right? McDaniel got the victory over Bilicek. O'Connell got the victory yesterday, Brian Dable. I'm not buying it in this matchup. I think the physicality of the offensive line for Seattle in the run game does take over. I think Geno Smith could be effective, but I think it's ultimately the rushing attack with Rashad Penny. I'm buying into Seattle, plus the six and a half, and I like him on the money line. And it wouldn't shock me, Ben, if the total comes in over tonight at 43 and a half. Well, that would be interesting because I think Seattle needs to make this game ugly, focusing on the ground if they want to keep it within that margin of six and a half. Rashad Penny is the lead back now in Seattle. In four or five games to end out last year, Lisi, he went over his rushing attempts prop tonight that's booked at 15 and a half. And every time he went over, he had at least 130 yards on the ground. So there is a path for Seattle to find victory tonight, and that's that ground game. We've Focus on college football up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um. We are back on football full circle. It is not just pro football full circle. We recap week number one of the National Football League that comes to a close tonight on a Monday night in the Pacific Northwest between the Seahawks and the Broncos. It's also timely to see to break down the weekend that was a wild week number two of college football. Let's start with the big news yesterday, Joe. As the 1 p.m. Eastern time slate of the NFL was just getting underway, we got some big breaking news out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Scott Frost has been fired as the head coach of the Huskers. Just over four years now, Lisey. This was his fifth season as the head man in Lincoln. An overall record of 16-31, and 10-26 against the Big Ten, 6-18 against the Big Ten West Division, and as we saw on display for the final time on Saturday, another loss in a one-score game. 5-22 and 22 in one-score games during his time at Nebraska and Scott Frost Joe is now looking for a new job he is. What a game that was. That was under the radar in terms of the 3.30, 4 o'clock games that started. Pitt and Tennessee going down to the wire. And they're like, oh, by the way, Nebraska's losing potentially to Georgia Southern. The kid lays out, right? I tweeted out. Does a perfect 10 diving catch. They score with about 30 seconds left. And as a 22-point underdog, Clay Hilton and Georgia Southern and Scott Frost tenure in Lincoln. Unbelievable. Again, they had the potential look at. This week with Oklahoma, maybe they weren't focused, but that's still no excuse. You're supposed to put away a group of five opponent, especially in your house. We saw them struggle with an FCS opponent the following week earlier with North Dakota. Just didn't get it done. The moving parts, Casey Thompson, Mark Whipple, that's great that you could score over 40, but it's been the defense in Lincoln since he's been there. They haven't evolved, and that's why he doesn't have a job anymore right now, Ben. I mean, Lisey, I think it was something that had to happen at this point. Lifeless is how I would describe Nebraska at times on Saturday, that you couldn't just keep Scott Frost around anymore at this point. And it's a very interesting thing, Lisey. Very, very interesting. And we'll get to the semantics of the buyout and such in just a moment. But think back to December of 2018, Joe. I know exactly where I was. I was working in Omaha, Nebraska, covering the Huskers, and was anchoring our live coverage of Scott Frost. 
Frost's introductory press conference as the new head coach in Lincoln. The prodigal son returned home, a native of Wood River, Nebraska, that at the quarterback position, Joe, led the Huskers to their last national championship in 1997. Off a perfect, unbeaten 13-0 season at Central Florida, where UCF fans were claiming a national championship, but regardless of how you felt about that, Scott Frost wasn't just the hottest name in the head coaching search for the Huskers. He was the hottest young head coach in all of college football. It felt like the biggest home run hire that you would ever potentially see. On paper, it made too much sense, Joe, and I uttered the words that I will never forget. If Scott Frost is not the right guy to bring Nebraska back to its glory days, the Huskers will never reach that point again. Now, with that being said, I don't think Scott Frost is nearly as good of a head coach as we all expected him to be back in December of 2018. But from the optics of it, Joe, it's just crazy to think about that optimism only about four years ago to how pessimistic the view is around this Nebraska football program. One of the great brands in the history of the sport, we can argue relevancy over the past 15, 20 years or so, but one of the great brands in the history of college football, Joe, that still should have that allure and that luster that right now feels like it has anything but. It did not work out with Scott Frost, and now Trev Alberts, the new athletic director at Nebraska, will have to make that decision to find the right guy to get Nebraska back on pace. Yeah, and this has to be a home run hire. And what I mean by that is maybe not recognizable name, but a, a name that's going to turn around the culture of the program. And think about Scott Frost, right? He takes over for George O'Leary at UCF, where they would go 0-12 the previous year. He shows progression yep. in year one and then gets them to 13-0. and And they were balanced. And he, he actually coached up the quarterback position. Let's not forget, I had Mackenzie Milton for the Central Knights, right? That was the biggest thing that he could not do in Lincoln, Nebraska. Couldn't get a better quarterback than Adrian Martinez. Maybe, just maybe, if you had Casey Thompson last year, maybe they would have consistency heading into this season, but everything was just moving. We talked about the defense. It's unfortunate. It really is, because I didn't see that he would be this bad. He didn't have one marquee win in, in five seasons in Nebraska, right? Well, all right, this season isn't over, but, but at the end of the day, he didn't have one monumental win. Not a win against Michigan. Not a win against uh, uh, against Ohio State. They came close but couldn't knock them off. And at the end of the day, that's not going to get it done. Where do you turn? Potentially Matt Campbell is a guy. He's a blue-collar coach. If he wanted that job, I think it would be a great hire. But at the end of the day, would Matt want to move from Iowa State to just Nebraska? I don't know if he wants to do that. Crazy, Lisey. Think about the words you just said. Think about where we are right now in the early portion of this 2022 season. And this is not a shot at the good Cyclones folks in Ames, Iowa. But we are comparing Iowa State to Nebraska in terms of overall football programs. What the Big Ten is getting in TV revenue and Nebraska's place, at least in the history of this sport. And we're not entirely sure if Nebraska is a better job than Iowa State at the moment. Iowa State won nine games in 2020, Joe. It was the first time the Iowa State football program had ever won nine games in a season. That is what we are comparing here. And I would agree. I'm not sure Matt Campbell needs to leave. He's building something great in Ames. It's a lot of work with a ton of expectation to try to get the program in Lincoln back on the right track. And, Lisey, here's what is so fascinating about you mentioning the marquee win of Scott Frost's tenure. Here's his biggest win, being so bad at coaching football that he was fired 20 days before his contract buyout, lessons by $7.5 million. 
is cut in half, Joe, from the 15 mil that he is set to make now to what the date was when Nebraska restructured his contract in the offseason to bring him back for a fifth year, despite a .341 win percentage in his first four seasons, when on October 1st, Joe, literally 19 days from now, that buyout would have been cut in half from 15 mil to seven and a half million dollars. I agree, though. It needed to be done. Money is not going to be an issue for any Big Ten football program here moving forward and is not based on the resources that Nebraska has, but that goes to show how bad things have gotten in Lincoln. And Joe, they opened up as a seven and a half point underdog in the early look ahead lines against Oklahoma. That line is already at 13 and a half for that game in Lincoln on Saturday against the sixth ranked Sooners. Yeah, and Mickey Joseph, the former quarterback, takes over, right? How does he coach his team up? Now, we always see teams that lose their head coach give a valiant effort, and they covered this line last year as a 19-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Norman, made it a a one-score game. But I don't know. I think they're up against it. I think Brett Venables has this defense focused, held basically Kent State to a field goal last week. That offense with Dylan Gabriel's cooking right now. I mean, this is a tough matchup. You always want to back a home type of dog in this type the situation, but I can't back Nebraska in any capacity. I might watch the game and take it from an in-game perspective, but I'm not stepping up at the plate with this team in disarray right now, not knowing where they're headed for the next month, month and a half. And when Nebraska was at that top tier, Joe, of college football, this rivalry against Oklahoma, Tom Osborne against Barry Switzer, this was one of the biggest rivalries in all of college football. It is not necessarily that any longer. It was a 23-and-a-half-point spread last year in favor of OU in Norman that Nebraska, of course, kept to single digits. It was a loss, but they kept it to single digits because all nine losses for Nebraska a season ago by single digits, and that is how Scott Frost goes out as well, losing at home as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite to Georgia Southern, 45-42. Lisi, it was one of four games that we saw on Saturday in college college football's week number two slate where a team that was a 17 and a half point favorite or greater lost outright and we saw that in a big way texas a&m at home as an 18 and a half point favorite against app state the mountaineers go on the road and get a win wazoo in madison against wisconsin a 17 and a half point underdog wins outright 17 to 14 and maybe most notably lisi in south bend notre dame's season opener at home the home debut of marcus freeman a 20 and a half point home favorite against the thundering herd of marshall it's Marshall that comes in and wins outright, shocking Notre Dame. Lisi, what upset was most shocking to you? I think it was the Notre Dame game because Marcus Freeman now in three games as a head coach has failed to make halftime adjustments, right? Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and this ball game against Marshall, he allowed Henry Columbia uh, and the Thundering Herd offense to dictate to his defense over the fourth quarter, and I can't believe that. Didn't make offensive adjustments with Buckner. Now Buckner's hurt. He's going to miss four to six weeks, potentially eight weeks, and they have to give way to Pine. This team is spiraling downward, and and what happens in terms of the families for Notre Dame? You bash yeah. Brian Kelly, and I understand why, but he got you to two college football playoff appearances now with the situation in ND. I mean, are, is the fan base going to just allow uh, Marcus Freeman, let's say 6-6, six and 7-5, six, 7-5, and, five, seven and five, or is he going to be under heat for not getting his team back to a 10-win season? 
It's a great point, Joan. Here's what I think Notre Dame fans, if reasonable, should do. They need to reset expectations for this season. Lucy, Notre Dame entered the year as a top five team, and we can make our arguments as to why they were ranked fifth in the country. But they covered against Ohio State and looked pretty good in doing so on the road as a 16.5 point underdog in Columbus against the Buckeyes. Last week, though, was miserable, but Notre Dame entered with the ninth best odds to win a national championship at 60 to 1. Joe, they are now 1,000 to 1 to win a national championship. 1,000 to 1. That's along the lines of where Northern Illinois is and where Toledo is and where Nevada is. That is Notre Dame this year. And no longer having Tyler Buckner that I'm not sure is all that much of a difference from Drew Pine, if I'm frankly being honest, at that quarterback offensive position for Notre Dame. But where Marcus Freeman is, Joe, is 0-3 in his first three full games as Notre Dame's head coach, dating back to the Fiesta Bowl last season against Oklahoma State. He is the first coach in the history, in the illustrious history of Notre Dame football to lose his first three games. They need to reset that expectation. Marshall Joe, just on the outside of the new AP Top 25, the top receiving vote getter not fully ranked. A&M drops all the way down to 24th in the country. App State still on the outside looking in somehow, some way as well, Joe. But one of those teams that lost and actually received a bump in the rankings, Joe, Texas losing and they go from unranked to 21st in the country because they covered as a 21 and a half point dog at home in Austin on Saturday against Alabama. And we watched that game from start to finish, right? We were impressed with the speed, the athleticism of that front seven in terms of the Texas Longhorns. They got after Bryce Young. They knocked him around. They forced long third down situations. And hey, they had a lead with about a minute and a half left. Just couldn't close the door. They play that way the rest of the way. They're going to be a tough out in the Big 12, Ben. And it was some of that brilliance of Bryce Young, Joe, the reigning Heisman winner, escaping the pocket late in that drive, setting up Alabama for the game-winning field goal that they converted. So Alabama remains unbeaten, although they don't cover a 21.5-point spread, but it's Georgia that overtakes the top spot in the AP poll, and now the favorites to win a national championship. We continue on FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We finish up the show here on Football Full Circle, looking at the college football slate. Lisi, some intriguing games coming week number three of the college football season, including Oregon against BYU, a top 25 matchup. The Ducks back in the top 25. A win over Eastern Washington. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. But maybe they're put in there to build some hype for this week three slate. BYU, however, Joe, looked incredible. Prime time in Provo on Saturday night against Baylor. A great game that went back and forth. Some missed field goals where BYU could have iced it late. We go to overtime, but the Cougars prevail 26-20, to covering as a three-and-a-half point home favorite. And I thought Jaron Hall looked absolutely fantastic without his two big play wide receivers, including Gunnar Romney. He made enough plays, led his team to victory, played lights out, not just on the ground, but through the air, through, put his team in a position to win. And I have to say, this is going to be a very intriguing matchup, contrast in styles. I do want to see how it plays out. I'll break it down a little bit later. But early on in Outson Stadium, I do lean to the over 57.5 in this ballgame, Ben. Mm-hmm. When you look at what BYU was unable to do rushing the football on Saturday night, it's a little bit intriguing. Just 33 carries as a team for only 83 yards, but the pass defense against Blake Shapin was phenomenal for the Cougs on Saturday. And Jared Hall still threw the ball for 261 yards and a touchdown despite not having Packer Nakua or Gunnar Romney. So that is maybe hot optimism here for this BYU team entering a huge Huge, huge matchup on Saturday against Oregon. Right now, as we look at that line, Lisey, that will dissect all week long. The Cougs were a three-and-a-half point favorite last week at home. They're a three-and-a-half point underdog on the road in Oregon. Michigan State's also a three-and-a-half point road underdog against Washington. Huh, that's a complete change from earlier this offseason. Anyway, Joe, we'll discuss all of that later this week on Football Full Circle. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Keep it locked to the money line up next on Sports Grid Radio. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.